1: What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 5th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Doing a little season long today. we got a lot of questions in here, so we're going to focus on that. We kind of do some trendy stuff that we'll kind of mix in along the way. With me to do so is Ryan Knauss. What's up, man? No,
2: I'm just enjoying
1: a, a nice busy Monday in the NBA. I'm right. doing my DFS
2: column. There's 11 games tonight, which is the most we've seen on a Monday this year.
1: Nice. Yeah, there's a, it's it's crazy. Like All the... Westbrook's on the slate, the Warriors, it, it's pretty packed man, a lot of a lot of good players. It's going to be tough for a DFS line. I'm excited for the Warriors Pacers game. Big win for the Pacers last night, but man going to Golden State in the back to backs no fun.
2: Yeah, that's going to be rough. I'm also looking forward to the Cavs visiting the Raptors in Toronto tonight. Yeah. That should be another awesome game.
1: What's what's up with that? What do you, what's up with the Cavs right now? I mean, they can't win a game. They got a three-game losing streak Any, anything you can point to, I mean,
2: at the only thing, I haven't honestly watched their past three games, so I, there's nothing schematically that I could discuss, but um, their, their defense, anytime I've seen them this year, they've been, seems like they're just outscoring guys. Um, I don't think their defense is where it was or where it needs to be for them to get where they want to go in the playoffs. Um so I would assume it has to do with that. they're just being lackluster defensively, but yeah I don't I don't have any clear answers there
1: Yeah for sure like uh, even four games ago they played the 76ers and they almost lost that game. It was only uh 108 so giving up 108 to the 76ers uh, definitely yeah. isn't a point of pride and then 118 to the to the bucks 113 to the Clippers, 111 to the to the bulls. so yeah uh, that's it. I mean uh, LeBron's probably gonna have to go crazy. Kyrie's kind of cold. Um, J.r. Smith's all sorts of out of whack. Uh, he's just wasting possessions right now, so maybe he can yeah. get it turned around today. Uh, so that kind of leads us to another topic that just want to hit really quick, is MVP. Uh, it looked like it was Westbrook, and then it looked like it was Harden, and then the Warriors are still good, but they lost a game last week. So wh- who's your MVP so far for like reality and not fantasy?
2: Yeah, um, I-, I think that the real-world front runner is Russell Westbrook. Okay. I mean,
1: d- dude's posted five
2: straight triple-doubles in five consecutive wins. Uh, He's just doing everything that he can and is obviously the be all end all of that team. So I think, you know, if you take him off that team, they collapse into a black hole. And, uh, you know, people are going to realize that. Um, I'll say that in the draft guide for my preseason pick for MVP, I went with Kawhi Leonard. And I still like him as a dark horse. I mean, the the Spurs are quietly one game back of the Warriors out west. um, And Kawhi's just been unreal on both ends of the ball. So uh, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, you got There's a couple more candidates I could can yeah. mention. But who, who, who I, are you I have
1: someone you haven't mentioned yet. Uh, and that's Kevin Durant. Uh, I love what he's doing on defense. His blocks have been fen- uh, just phenomenal. Uh, this is rim protector. He's been big time, man. You know me. I love true shooting percentage. And last year, I thought Stephen Curry with his 67 true shooting on like 30 something usage rate was like never going to be done again. And here we are. Kevin Durant is at 68.0 uh leading the n b a with like a twenty seven and change usage rate got like I've never seen such efficiency before from that kind of a score like and like he doesn't get enough credit for his defense I think his defense yeah. has um made him the man like you said their best record in the n b a they did have that twelve game winning streak that was snapped, but yeah they they look just so good man and uh i I love efficiency so yeah, i mean Westbrook's gotta be there like you said if you take Westbrook off the thunder like what what's going to happen to them, man? Uh, mm-hmm. that they'd be like down with, uh, with the Mavs and those guys, I and mean, he's just so valuable. So yeah, to, the, to that point, like he's the most valuable player to that team for sure. So yeah, it could definitely go either way, but uh, I love the Durant efficiency. And yeah, Kawhi was another guy who, he looked like he had it. Like He looked like he was right there in that 1-2-3 MVP race. Um, really efficient, had like a 35 usage rate right earlier this year, but he's cooled off a little bit. Um, but yeah, the Spurs, man, 11-0 on the road, crazy. Yeah, we got a long way to go. And yeah. The only reason I, I didn't cite Durant as like one of my top two is
2: just because I'm afraid of guys, you know, Steph kind of cannibalizing some votes out yeah. in Golden State. But I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, he's long definitely,
1: like if you take him off the Warriors, they're still a really, really good team. They're still probably a right. top three or four seed. All Let right. It
2: gets back to What's up? You know, it, 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 well, frequently there's people debate like, how do you determine most valuable in quotes? So you, I think we start to circle back to that logic.
1: Yeah, and then the old you got to be a top three, four seed definitely comes into play. But right. yeah, like, yeah, it, it all depends on how you define value for sure. Uh, so our other weekly thing we do is a buy low and a sell high. Um, kind of mix it up. I have a funny feeling we're gonna have the same buy low guy. Um so let's go with, let's what let, well, you go first. Who do you have as a bylaw? I don't think we're gonna have the same one okay. because I went with a sorta of subtle buy low
2: this week. Um I, I took Jay Crowder Ooh. who who was healthy, but he he's just been kinda quiet since he came back. Um he was on a minute limit for a while. They finally lifted that I think a game or two ago. But he's just, you know, hasn't put up any flashy scoring games, hasn't had any huge across the board lines. So he's been a sort of subtle mid-round value since he came back. But this is a guy, we've seen him post top 30 value with the Celtics at full strength. Uh, I think he's going to easily, you know, march into top 40. So I like him. If you can prime
1: away for a mid-round pick right now, I say do it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I agree. So where do you see him? Like as a top 35 kind of a guy? Yeah, I'd put him right there. Okay. Yeah, like like you said, uh, I couldn't We're agree more. We're talking nine, Cat. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, yeah, he's been lighting up from three. He took 10 three-pointers the other day. Um, his, his steals aren't there. We usually like to see the the one seven one eight kind of steals from him I would think but the threes are there 2.6 threes in his last four, last five. Uh, so yeah I definitely like him. I put probably not surprisingly uh, Jonas Valatunas uh, usage rate has gone in the tank lately. Um, he's kind of been hobbled by some minor injuries. We've seen JV just go into these little droughts all the time but he bounces back so th- that's three bad games in a row. Um, yeah, I'm, I think JV is right there with Jay For a top 35-ish kind of a guy His minutes have still been pretty solid Except for the blowout Like the blowout against the Hawks Hurt his minute total So that downward trend was even worse um, yeah. but he, he still had a couple steals And I think he's still going to be really good
2: Yeah, I'm, I, I think
1: that's a great buy.
2: Though I wouldn't necessarily go top 35 And the only reason why is because of these types of lulls <laughs> You know, he'll, he'll go three or four games at a time And struggle yeah. um, So, I, But I think Overall, it probably balances out to top fifty in my view. Yeah,
1: he was, he was cruising right before this little three game drought. Uh, okay, sure. so who you got for so high? Uh, I would have said
2: Evan Fournier prior to last night's one of seven deaths, which <laughs> kind of took the shine off him. But he was he was thriving in that new look lineup and just felt like a great time to deal him. Um, but instead, I'll go with an obvious one in Wilson Chandler, um, yeah. who I think we've touched on before. But yeah, that was my last still, week. Yeah. Oh, it was yours last week. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's still, he's same, same deal, I guess. So he's yeah. playing phenomenal basketball, but he's injury prone. Uh, the return of Gary Harris won't help. Jokic will come back. That won't help. Um, and then just another quick one I'll mention is Mo Harkless because I just, cause I think, I mean, he's been balling. He's been incredible. Um, but once Aminu comes back, his minutes are going to dip.
1: Why well, gotta, well, I gotta take take my thunder right there, man? <laughs> I, oh, sorry. I, 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 I tripled down. <laughs> yeah, I had Mo Harkless. Uh, like you said, uh, Aminu's is gonna come back. Aminu plays straight four. Harkless has really thrived. His rebounds have come up, and better on defensive stats. Red hot from three, making free throws. He's like peaking right now. So when the guy's peaking, what do you do? You sell high. So yeah, I mean, you can like all about the package, like him, like him and Wilson Chandler for like Jay Crowder. I think that would something like that would make sense. Sounds Um, great to me. AJV, same thing. So, yeah, definitely, I'll bet the packages. But obviously, you still want to own Mo, and I think he can be a top 100 ish guy. I mean, I think the breakout's legit, but this kind of top 50 kind of thing he's been doing is a little fluky. Anything you want to add there?
2: No, I'm with you, and I had the exact same top 100
1: ish kind of evaluation (laughs) in terms of Mo. All right, so hopefully, we could disagree at least a little bit going forward here. All right, so let's get, we got a lot of questions. Uh, Dilio Samuels is asking. Uh, it's kind of a strategy thing, which we always like to kind of mix in here. So he's really weak in three categories. Um, should he strengthen the five or six, or should he try to balance it out? What are your thoughts on head-to-head, um, just assuming he's kind of like in the middle of the pack for standings, I guess?
2: So it's a head-to-head nine-cat. In uh, head-to-head, I think it's okay to try to go six and three every week, five and four. Um, I still prefer my strategy on draft day is to try to be strong in most categories, but um, Unless the draft just breaks in such a way that, that punting makes sense. But in Roto, it would be imperative to strengthen across the board. I don't think you could even try to, to be strong in six and essentially give up three every week. But in head-to-head, I think you could go either way, honestly. It depends who's on your waiver wire, um, exactly how weak you are in those statistics. Like, is it even worth it if you're finishing consistently dead last in assists? Um so there's a lot that goes into it, but I'd say in head-to-head, it's, it's okay to have a team that's that's top-heavy.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's all about how bad you are in those. If you're, like, look on Yahoo, you can you see how you stack up against the other teams. So if you're, like, in the bottom one or two um, in these three categories, I mean, it's going to be kind of pointless. So, yeah, like you said, um, depending on what categories there are, depending on the format, where if you, if you, if you could stream guys, so those counting stats are going to be a little bit easier to pile up. So if two of those three are your percentages, then yeah, just punt them uh, and then try to rack up as many accounting stats as you can. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably more about, like you said, Roto, it's not even, not an option. You got to be strong everywhere, um, especially in eight or nine, especially eight cat, nine cat as well. Uh, okay. So Chris, a very popular topic right now is Tyreek Evans. Um, is it time to grab him? I'll lead with uh, the team reporters were saying he's going to have a 15 minute limit for a while. Getting close, had a calf injury to the other leg, not the knee injury leg. So, yeah, I mean, this guy's hurt all the time. Three knee surgeries in the past two seasons. I don't care, man. Like, there's other guys I'd rather have. Like, I'd rather just ride Troy Daniels for however long he's going to be hot. I mean, James Ennis is still out for seven to ten more days at least. Same with Chandler Parsons. So, I'd, I'd just rather figure it out. And, like, I, Tyreek Evans doesn't appeal to me at all
2: uh yeah it's the the health issues are just overwhelming um you look at it there's some things to like because the pelicans clearly if you've watched them recently they need more talent they anthony davis is just on an island um drew holiday's return has helped them obviously but they have maybe four guys who would make a rotation in a playoff team right now and they just need tyreek to come back and give them something so, I like that, um, you know, in terms of I think he'll have a solid role in the rotation, but you mentioned that 15-minute limit, that's just going to be killer, and who knows how long that's going to last, weeks, um, who knows if he'll be limited in back-to-back sets, and just his, his never-ending series of injuries makes me extremely leery of him. So, in a deeper league, if you can be patient, if you're sitting atop your league and you want to gamble on his upside, fine, he's been a top, uh, top 80 guy almost every year on a per-game basis. Um, so there's there's something to like, but I think it would take extraordinary circumstances for me to roll the dice there.
1: Yeah, and just to add one more thing, Gentry compared him like a Lance Stevenson role, so I don't think they're going to start him. Um, but yeah, they're going to ride the hot hand. We saw, uh, we'll talk about Tim Frazier later. Like Tim Frazier kind of got put on the on the back burner a little bit uh, on Sunday against OKC. So yeah, we'll move on here. Um, once a quick update on Derek Favors. He did some shoot around. And this is from Phil. Did some shoot-around. He's coming along, but I think that the Jazz kind of learned a lesson in bringing him back too soon. Obviously, with knee injuries on big guys, you really want to make sure they're good to go. Uh, so, yeah, we're probably not going to see him this week, uh, and he probably, he'll probably he probably be, like, doubtful. But we saw this last year, too, with uh, that back injury. He was doubtful for, like, a month. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably a similar scenario where this guy just needs to get, needs to get right. Uh, the Jazz aren't playing the best ball. They've had a lot of injuries. George Hill can't stay on the court right now. Um, head shoulders knees and toes but he said a toe a thumb all sorts of stuff so hopefully he gets out there but yeah uh, definitely keep favors owned but um, you're gonna have to ride with them for probably another week i'd say without him yeah i think the same i didn't even know that he'd gone through shoot run recently well um, yeah he just it was just kind of like a warm-up i saw um he's yeah, or something yeah just doing some shots and stuff so he's doing uh, i haven't seen anything for contact but he's progressing yeah. know, he's not just sitting around so that's good Right, but I'm with
2: you. I think the Jazz will play it safe. Hopefully they've learned their lesson. Because um, last time they brought him back, he was reporting left knee soreness and it was game-time decision, and they still played him. And then, sure enough, boom, he went down again. Um, so I, I think if we see him back next week, that would be favorable. I think that would be uh, uh, on the early side of my expectations, but that's based on nothing. Yeah,
1: well, I think probably Christmas is probably more realistic expectations. Yeah, unfortunately. Fans, yeah. But he fell in drafts. I mean, if you know, he probably went like 55-60. So if he comes back strong, I think he, he could definitely be a top 30 guy when he gets back and gets right. But it's going to be a little bit. These hurt guys. like And also, the, um, another guy who fell hard was Chandler Parsons. Uh, he, He's been yeah. hurt. He's out for a while too, man. Knee injury. Preseason knee injuries, man. That'll kill your stock. All right, so we've got a, a stash question from Swaggy. Uh, no IR, 12-team head-to-head. um, And he's thinking about picking up Mike Conley. Um, I'll update on that one. He has a transverse process, so that's not like spinal cord nerve kind of thing. It's kind of like a little offshoot, if you will, uh, on, the, on the backbone. Um, so it's not nerve-related. But, yeah, he's, they say 6 to 8, but they're saying he could be 2, 3, 4 weeks. So, I mean, it's Mike Conley. He was red hot before he went down. Uh, I think he was top 15 in his last 10. So, yeah, I think you got to pick him up in a head-to-head uh, if, if you feel, unless you're like in last place or something. Um, I mean, Conley is just too valuable to leave on the wire. Yeah, I would say, especially as you mentioned, if you're not towards the end of your
2: league and just desperate for wins right now, uh, then it makes sense to pick him up. Hope that you get some positive updates in the next few weeks. And if he suffers a setback and they push it to a month, you know, month to month sort of situation, then maybe you, you cut him then. Um, but yeah, his his upside's huge and. He's such a warrior. I mean, we saw him. Who comes back from major injuries like he does? It's it's incredible what he was doing early this season despite the Achilles uh, surgery. So, yeah, I like him as a stash.
1: For sure. Grizzlies are in six with the nasty nine. Uh, Troy Daniels went <laughs> off. We'll probably talk about him a little bit. Troy Williams, too, has been playing well. It's crazy. They haven't really missed Parsons and Ennis and those guys, man. Uh, props to two guys that got off the scrap heap in Daniels and Williams. Uh, okay, so we got uh, Thomas is asking, sell high on and Ibaka. And we are, and he also asked, what's up with JV? We kind of already answered that. So let's talk about Ibaka. Uh, went off on Sunday. So what are your thoughts on him? A very hot topic. We talk about him every pot, I feel like
2: yeah and uh, i've always sort of been on Ibaka. i I was high on him before the season uh i said to just ride it out during his early season struggles and fortunately my faith has been justified lately because he's rolling um not not rebounding quite as much as you'd like but the blocks are there hitting three pointers um he shoots uh free throws well which is great he's also shooting well from the field so kind of just doing it all and i think he's he's slotting into a bigger role in the offense now. They're looking for him more when he's hot. Um, so everything about it seems sustainable to me.
1: Yeah, he's he's just rolling. Uh, you love the efficiency. He's 56% in his last five. Uh, consistently scoring in the teens. Been, seven, been like almost 18 points a game lately. Um, and the blocks are back. That's the key. Uh, he had a downward trend on blocks for four straight seasons. Uh, and now they're coming up. They were going down again, but now they're kind of coming up to that. Um, that two-ish kind of range, which is what you need. I mean, he's had four blocks in two of his last three. Um, the minutes are there. We talked about this in the last pod, too, that three-man big rotation has just been really big for him and Vooch um, yeah. and Biombo to a degree for at least the rebounding, I guess. Um, but his blocks haven't really been there, and obviously he's not going to score. But, yeah, I think he's legit. Uh, I think he can be a kind of a top-30 guy. He was a first-round value like when he was when he had the blocks um, because his efficiency and um, you know, so-so boards, and now he's adding threes. And the usage rate's up a little bit. So yeah, it definitely looks good. Uh, I wouldn't call him a sell high at all. Uh, yeah. JYP is asking kind of a popular question. We talked about this before. Um, Josef Nurkic, uh, is he a hole in a 14-team league? Um, definitely depends. I'll go first on that one. Yeah, it's it's ugly right now. Uh, and I thought that his Saturday game, when he got benched for basically nobody, uh, for Farid at the 5, we saw Wancho Hernan Gomez get in the mix a little bit. It's looking bad, man. Really bad. So he's droppable, like for these these guys, like Troy Daniels, Troy Williams, uh, all these other Grizzlies that are on the on the come up, I guess. But yeah, I'm not I'm not clinging the Nurk anymore. No, uh, nor am
2: I. And we, I mean, we started trending in this direction over the past two podcasts. I feel like every time we mention him, it gets a little bit more dire. Yeah. And in today's chat, I was telling 12 team owners just cut him. there's yeah. y- you know, if you've tried to trade him, you can't get anything. He's destroying your team, and in nine cat especially um roto leagues you simply can't own him so yeah I think you have to cut him because the Nuggets aren't afraid to go small so that's not helping him uh he's not even heating up with Jokic off the court which is a terrible sign there's just mm. not a lot of light at the end of this tunnel right now
1: yeah and Malone he didn't outright call Nurkic out but you could tell like um uh, BSN Denver post uh, the the post game conferences and stuff and he was going in on guys <laughs> like he wouldn't call him out, but it was like, dude, this is totally Nurkic. His pick and roll defense is so bad, uh, especially on three pointers. Uh, that game against the Rockets was one of the worst games I've ever seen a big man play defensively, uh, and it hurt him on Saturday. So yeah, he's he's not like I would cut him for like Dwight Powell or Baby Nogueira, like any of these guys, man. Yeah. So, like, after that hot start, we've really seen a statistical regression
2: here to where, you know, he's shooting 50% from the free throw line. Uh, he sunk after a hot start to 50% from the field. And what kills me in Nightcat, he commits 2.3 turnovers versus 1.5 assists. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, you know, that's a, a monster per 36 turnover rate. Um, you just can't own.
1: Yeah. Okay, so a uh, good trade offer here. Yeah. Um, couple Hawks, um, Millsap and the Bays Gays, Kent Baysmore for Otto Porter and Robin Lopez. Is this even close for you?
2: Uh, I'd take Millsap and Bays if that's what you're going yeah, for.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Millsap's a great buy low right now. Um, a little banged up with that hip injury. I'm not sure what's up with that. He injured the the hip like two weeks ago. He played through it in the um, the Golden State game, sat out Phoenix, sat it over the weekend with the back-to-back. So he, well, he's questionable today with the game time. Yeah, I expect Millsap to get hot, man. I mean, the Hawks, how valuable is Paul Millsap? They've given up, uh, they've lost by 80 points in their last two combined. Um, And the guy is just huge. So expect him to get rolling in a hurry. Just some soreness. Like, he has no structural damage. It's just kind of like a pain tolerance thing.
2: Yeah, and I think for the Hawks to get where they need to go, Budenholzer needs to find ways to get Millsap
1: easier shots. Yeah.
2: Um, you look at his role in the offense, and most possessions, he's just trying to back his man down one-on-one, and that's that's not necessary. I mean, he can do it. He's a good post-up player, but that's not his game. That's not where he's
1: going to thrive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love him. It's by Quickly on Otto Porter, how awesome is Otto right now? Uh, he's been top <laughs> 20 on the season, uh, almost, almost got 8.3 boards, got almost two steals. Uh, half a block, just killing. Uh, his efficiency is great, 53%, 79% from the line, 1.4 threes. I mean, he's just straight up, roto gold. Like this is kind of like what Kawhi was when Kawhi was kind of, before Kawhi was who he is now. Just like great everywhere, 0.8 turnovers. Uh, man, he's just roto gold right now.
2: Yeah, and mercifully, that recent hip injury proved to be sort of a false alarm. Yeah. So, owners, yeah, you you got to be absolutely thrilled. Because if you if you drafted him, you probably got him in what? Like the 60 to 80 range? Later, like man. I,
1: like I got him in the 30-man at uh, 119. Like, Dang. Yeah. Because that he's whole Kelly... second-round
2: U- second value.
1: Yeah, the Kelly Oubre thing where it was, quote-unquote, up for grabs. Oh, Just right. the cost is, like, it, it cost a slide so much. But, man, he's been like him and... Who else would you say is kind of in the mix for best bargain? I mean, it's it's got to be your auto, right? I mean...
2: Right now, yeah. yeah. I guess you'd have to go with him. I mean, you've got other guys George who are serious values, healthy. but no, one, no one's doing what he's doing. Yeah, who else is in the mix? Here? George Hill, when healthy, has been absolutely phenomenal, yeah. but he was more of a mid-round guy. Yep.
1: Uh, Kem has been pretty solid, but you took him probably third round. Um, Gordon Hayward's been good since he came back, so he... he I'll got, say that... Oh, sorry. No, but good. once once again, I feel like uh, Trevor Ariza was
2: completely underappreciated in yes. drafts.
1: Yeah, I'm curious to see what's up with him. He had that back spasm injury. He looked kind of bad um, mm-hmm. over the weekend, so we'll see. My boy Sam Decker, man, he uh, he looks great. I'm curious to see what he does this week. He's getting a role for sure. Like They bump uh, KJ yeah. McDaniels. They're a little bit scared to play Ryan Anderson on defense when they have leads sometimes. So I think Decker is going to be sneaky for like a 16 team, man. Rockets are ridiculous. I think... Three of the top seven guys in three-pointers are Rockets. I mean the amount of threes they take. Probably my favorite stat looked up. In their last five, they have fewer mid-range shots than Harrison Barnes does in his last five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Jeez. Yeah. So Rockets are fun, man. I'm a big fan of that team. Okay, so another question on Tony Douglas uh, on the Grizzlies. He had some good numbers last year for that Thin Pelicans team. Where does where does he fit in for the mix? I'll lead with. I feel like it's not gonna really affect Harrison. But it probably is going to affect Wade Baldwin. Um, they've talked more about the long-term approach. So I think the plan is to play Harrison 28, 29 minutes and then have Tony Douglas kind of back him up, play some wing minutes as well. Um, so not really someone I would kind of jump to grab, but I think he, he may be sneaky. Yeah, he's kind of a
2: combo guard. Uh, basketball reference has him playing 65% at point guard and 35% at shooting guard in his career. So I think I'm with you. I think he's going to slot in as a backup point guard and then shift over to the wings as needed. Yep. Um, not really anything more than a low-end flyer. So.
1: Okay, so um, another question about Drew Holiday, who we both like. Uh, so we'll just go down the line. And, guys, would you trade Drew to get DeRozan? Uh I would. You would trade Drew to get... So you'd rather have DeRozan?
2: Yeah, okay. in most formats, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I'd probably rather have Drew, even though he's been kind of bad, I guess. Um, just because point guards are harder to come by. I think points are kind of uh, a little, I guess, overrated. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I like Drew. I just feel like he'd be a better fit for the kind of team I want to build. But it's, cool. it's super close. Like, flip a coin. Yeah, probably yeah. And then uh, this one's probably not close. Kemba. Easily, Kemba. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that one. Uh, and then Gordon Hayward.
2: I would actually I'd also trade Drew for Hayward. Yeah, I think he's, I would too. He's playing great, usually has eligibility at multiple positions, um, and I don't see any reason why his role would drop off even when favors comes back.
1: Yep, yeah, he's been pretty – his efficiency is kind of back up. It was falling down for a little bit, but it's got four assists a game, uh, almost seven boards a game, 1.63s. Uh, he's been really solid across the board. Uh, so, Blue Jays is asking, Blue Jays 88, uh, importantly, uh, he's asking, are you comfortable with the, what's up with Anthony Davis? Like, are you okay? Just like praying he doesn't get hurt. Uh, he's on their injury report again for something different. Uh, he got hurt on Star Wars night over the weekend um, that gave us a scare with the right shoulder injury. That's the one that didn't have the tear that had surgery. It's the other one, which he also hurt in two seasons ago. But, what he's hurt everything um so yeah we if i guess the better question is where would you draft davis today um i i think we we viewed him as like an eight to ten range yeah. kind of guy on draft day this year you might have been a little bit lower that's um, at. Right. yeah i had him in that uh Millsap, uh yeah that i had Giannis a little bit higher um, yeah yeah if right I were there. Dra- drafting him today i'd probably put him in the four to five range something like
2: that you got to give him an injury discount but also you just look at what he's doing this season and it's it's monstrous it's incredible so you know sort of balance those out put a put a couple other studs like Durant uh, ahead of him and yeah probably in the four to five spot
1: yeah they're playing all right ball they're five and five in their last ten, seven and 14 on the season so they're trending up I, I don't I think they'll be in the mix of the playoffs I mean the teams that are ahead of them um, the Nuggets, the Kings, the Lakers, and the Blazers, surprisingly, in the eight hole haven't been playing too great. Um, so yeah, they're going to be in the mix. I don't think they shut him down, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, he's been so, so good, but I am just, every time, man, uh, and I've talked about this on previous pods, he needs a shot caller to keep him on the court and not diving into the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like you said, he's not a number one guy. Like, I'd rather have those, the Hardens, the Durants, the Curries, and all that. But, uh, what about Giannis or AD? Uh, that's tough. I will take, um, take Giannis. I man. I'm 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 sold on Giannis
2: for sure. Yeah, I'd probably go with him just to avoid the injury risk. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'm I'm bumping Davis down a little now that I
1: consider all the all the alternatives. Yeah, I mean Giannis's blocks are ridiculous, man. Two point two blocks, two point two steals, fifty three percent from the field, seventy seven percent from the line, nine boards, six assists. Like, whew, guys, it's too yeah. good right now.
2: Yeah, I'd probably take Durant, Curry, yep. Giannis, uh, Harden, probably Westbrook ahead
1: of him. Yeah, Depending on four, four months I guess. Yeah, what well, he has three five by 4s in his last six, I think it was. It's just unbelievable. Like, oh yeah, it's like um, Gerald Wallace, if you guys have played fantasy for a while, he was the man for doing like two blocks and two steals back in the day. But he didn't have dimes. He didn't have that many boards. was bad from the free throw line. So it's like a, a crash like and Durant, kind of hybrid man, like with the way he's just doing everything, it's so good. Kier- uh, Kirilenko was one of those yeah. guys too. Yeah,
2: yep. his five x five lines and his yeah. vintage spiky Harriers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think
1: uh, Batum had a five by five back in the day, if I remember. Uh, I believe that. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Uh, okay, so move on. Uh, John's asking, "What's up with Lynn? Uh The Nets are very quiet on this front. They're uh, one of their writers wrote something about um, like how they're really taking their time. They don't want them to get hurt." Uh, obviously, I mean, they've managed Brook Lopez's minutes even when he was healthy. Um, And he wasn't hurt last year. He was pretty durable last year, too. So them being cautious with Brook makes you think they're going to be even more cautious with Lynn. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to probably be out for at least another couple weeks I haven't heard anything on, like, the the warm-up front and all that. So uh, it's going to be a little bit. So more Kilpatrick love. Uh, Isaiah Whitehead started, but he hasn't really done much with the minutes. Uh, They've had Rondé Hollis-Jefferson handle the ball a little bit more. brooke has been pretty good. We saw Anthony Bennett get a uh, career-high 14 boards over the weekend with Trevor Booker out. So yeah, uh, I still think Lin's worth owning, but it's going to be a while. Like I think Fabers will beat him back out there.
2: Yeah, the the lack of any sort of update is very concerning, so you got to figure he's at least a couple weeks away still. And hamstring injuries are tricky, so as you mentioned, the Nets are just playing it extremely safe. Um, He's their second-highest-paid player. They owe him, after this year, they owe him a combined $24.5 million over the next two years, including a player option. So they have plenty of incentive to play it safe. They know they're not going to make the playoffs, even if they're not tanking for a draft pick that belongs to Boston. Um, it, you know, they're just seeing what they have. And guys like Whitehead, Kilpatrick, uh, RHJ handling the ball. So,
1: Joe yeah, Harris, just, too? Joe- Joe Harris has been pretty good lately. He's had three straight games with what, twelve from, uh, double digits. Been really good. Yeah,
2: another another cast off who they can sort of take yeah. a longer look at. So no. um, there's, they have no rush, no incentive really to, to bring Lynn
1: back quickly. Yeah, they were they were hanging around five hundred for the first what nine games or so, but now they're just one and nine in their last ten, down to five and fourteen, uh, getting ready to pass the 76ers, It, it would appear. Um, get the process tonight. Which I'm excited for. Um, all right, so we got. Um, R X R railroad, uh, asking Tyler Johnson or Rondé Hollis Jefferson for a roadho Ninecat? nine cat. Uh, and he said he's punting points. Um, in terms of,
2: I don't know. I, I guess I like Hollis Jefferson's upside more, especially after the all-star break. Um, and especially if he's punting points, mm. So, I guess I'll go with R.H.J. there, but I think Tyler has more immediate value for what that's worth.
1: Yeah, they need some help down in Miami with their guards. Uh, yeah, it's if, if you take points out of the equation, I think it's got to be Ronde. Um I like what I'm seeing more on the steel side. He had a 3 steel game on Saturday. His blocks are kind of coming up a little bit. Uh, I think he's going to have – he's only at 24 minutes a game, but I think that'll kind of get 28-29. Uh, he did have that uh, ankle injury, so he looks good, man. I think he's going to be – uh, if you take points out, I think he can be a top 75 kind of a guy for it, maybe even more, uh, even with points. I think Rondé's going to be pretty good. They're, they're they're running stuff with him. It's pretty cool. Uh, so Mike's asking, what's up with TJ Warren? Uh, everything, he says, fits his team nicely uh, and coming back. This is a weird one. Uh, Ryan McDonough said, uh, this is about a week ago, that it's going to be a week-to-week kind of a thing. So probably, it sounded, it, I got the sense it was like a three-week thing. So like Lynn and like Favors, you're probably looking at it around Christmas. Um, very strange injury. It's not a concussion thing. Uh, it's just weird, but they're they're taking their time. They want to get a look at Jog and Bender. We've seen the Jared Dudley comment where they're going to speed up the process on their younger guys, so they want to see what they have there. So yeah, uh, I still think Warren's worth owning, but like favors, it's going to be a little bit...
2: Yeah, it's such, its so hard to try to peg when it's going to come back because all you're going off for those quotes. Um, at least with a guy like Chandler Parsons, uh, you know we know he has a bone bruise. With Favors, we know what his injury is. Lynn has a strained hamstring. Um, Warren, it's just sort of this nebulous, quote-unquote, head injury. Minor so, head injury. M- minor, <laughs> yeah, sure. Week to week, minor head injury. <laughs> Sound sounds about right. <laughs> So, yeah, you got to think it's going to be at least a couple weeks. I think Christmas, if he's back by Christmas, I'd be happy with that. Um, And in terms of what should you do with him, if you've been stashing him this long, I think just ride it out. He was a mid-round value prior to this and has very nice rest of the season upside with Phoenix going nowhere and just, you know, all about developing young guys
1: like Warren. Yeah, like did he get... Hurt in a in a mine shaft? Like, is it that kind of a minor injury? <laughs> I'm Ew. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's old Louis CK joke that uh yeah bad <laughs> stuff. minor. All right. Uh, okay. So BK is asking needs to drop one in a points league. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, Tim Frazier, and Matthew Dellavedova. Thoughts there for a points league? Uh, in a points league, yeah. I I probably
2: cut Dellavedova. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, fine cutting. Frank, I guess. I'm, I'm really
1: fine cutting any of these guys, yeah. to be perfectly honest with you. I think Frank would be alright in points. Um, Marvin's still out for a little bit with that bone bruise, but um, yeah, Adova is not going to be very good for points. His value lies in assists, so um, points assists aren't nearly as valuable as, as the points are. So, uh, And Tim Frazier, uh, who's going to be kind of situational, especially with uh, Tyreek coming back, so Tyreek will take minutes out of the kitty there. Um, so yeah, either Fraser or Dovadova Um I think Del Vadova is more valuable, I guess, down the line. So it kind of depends. Um, yeah, I, I imagine you probably. I, I don't like you said. I'm not really fond of all three of them. Uh, okay, so last question from Michael Roberts. He's asking um, uh, any two for ones with like Fraser and Kilpatrick, and is it okay just to cut Fraser for Jeremy Lin, um, which kind of seems like a, a no brainer right now.
2: Uh, yeah, the the second half of that cutting Frazier for Lynn, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, Frazier was scoreless in 16 minutes last night, and you just mentioned that he's going to be situational. Tyreek's not going to help him. So there there's not a lot to like there going forward, uh, which is why, I mean, it's – it's nice to try to package Frazier and Kilpatrick in a two for one, but obviously no one's going to bite on that. Yeah. Um, so I would just stop insulting people and, and <laughs> save yourself some time.
1: What would you What would you want for that? Like, I don't even, like, I, I wouldn't even give anything up that I'm going to miss for those guys as much as I like Kilpatrick. Like, he's going to take yeah. it in when Lynn comes back. Yeah, maybe
2: like a low end, like, Della Vidova type or <laughs> something. I don't know. Yeah. Probably nothing. Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, so anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Nope, that'll do it on my end. All right, so, yeah, we're all set. Uh, You guys have a great week. Uh, A lot of four-game weeks this week. Uh, So it should be good stuff. Uh, Set those lineups. Pick up some Grizzlies if you need some help, some heat. Uh, They both have four games, so they're options for you in weekly leagues. Uh, So, yeah, thanks a lot for coming on, Ryan.
2: Thanks, Mike.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards.